You are now listening to Call Me When It's Over. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl's favorite artist, Josie's boy. And I'm Alexis A. McCoy. And welcome to episode 205 of Call Me When It's Over. 205. We are yeah. here. Thank you so much for coming back every week and listening to us. We are so grateful. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. We know it's some tough times outside, so everybody who just takes the time out to listen matters. Yes, matters. it we does. We appreciate y'all. We do. Um, I mean, checking. How you feeling today? You good? I feel good. I can't complain. I'm, I'm really like grateful i feel like the can't complain is the word that we use as black folks um because you you can't we complain about a lot already but really in reality you know we're just grateful to be here to see another day so i'm extremely grateful i have joy you know in spite of what's going on today i'm trying to find moments to laugh and smile and still enjoy life I i got a cousin named joy you got a cousin named Joy. I do. Yeah. You do have a cousin named I Joy. Do. <laughs> um, but taking some time to like enjoy great moments that are still happening in our lives. I think uh, you know, I mean to mention on to to comment on your um complaint thing, as black people, I don't think we complain. I think we we're literally fighting against something every single day. Now when you go to work and everybody yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a complaint. Like, like No, no, but I think like the term I can't complain, but oh, no, really yeah. you can. You can. Uh, question you is can. who won't listen. Right. What's the use anyway, right? Yeah, but listen? it is useful. Sometimes complaining is a useful thing. Sometimes you need to complain. That's your form. We call it complaining, but it can be your vent. The the energy that you've had. It's all yeah, it's, it's all about a perspective you put yeah. on it. I agree. I agree. How are you doing? I, I mean, I personally, and I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say I, I can't complain. You've, I, you know, it's funny. You only find that like people say that like as black people, we only say that to each other. Yeah, because <laughs> other people don't understand it. We only say other it to cultures each other. don't understand. You be like, I can't complain. Oh, really? But mm-hmm, still, this is still above ground. Another, right, another day above ground. Yeah, that's no, what it boils down to. or it's like I'm good. You know, <laughs> but no, nah, I'm chilling, man. Like I'm, I'm like. I want to say maybe two, three weeks ago, like before all this stuff even happened, I, f- I was a little, I felt a little cornered. I felt like I really needed to get out, not even just be outside, but I just feel like there needed to be a difference in my, in my day to day. Yeah. You know, like I really wasn't, I really wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. But I mean, I'm good now. Like not even before everything opened, cause I still don't trust shit that's open right now. Yeah. I'm real with you. Um, even though we don't, it's only phase one, right? Is yeah. It phase, it's yeah. phase two. Is it two? They had a phase. I don't know. It's Sh- some phase. It's Listen, one slash two. I walk down the block and stores it's is 1. open. It's 1.5. Stores is cleaning stuff out. Like, yeah. they got shit from months ago that they, they was, people were supposed to start their summer collections and they just now getting Summer who this? You feel me? So, <laughs> summer outfit who this? I mean, but I'm chilling, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, you know, I'm working, working on stuff. And, yeah. You know, just doing I think, yeah. I think we're all like at the good stage is it i mean wh- why why wouldn't you be like n- not even just being grateful to be alive but like you know I-, I feel like everything that's happening right now like a lot of people mentally even just the people who are not out in the streets mm-hmm. mentally is a lot to take in because of all the shit we've seen on the internet yeah. every single day yeah like now not even just um not even just what happened with uh uh, uh george floyd it's like uh, every uh, all of this stuff and then every day is people a are new finding, tragedy yeah, every day yeah. is a new tragedy and then people are finding more bringing older stories back up yeah. so we don't forget so it's like it's a lot of you know even you got to take it in stride it's a lot man you do it's a lot so you know people people do forget to like kind of take time for themselves and like that taking time for yourself and protecting your sanity does not mean you don't care about what's going on right and i think people are misconstruing that and it's some people even those people that are out there day to day that's working on it and um out there protesting that is can be taxing on you months from now like dang i was out here marching every day and you know as it's black, very taxing yeah as black people we live with ptsd and people don't ever like other people don't ever want to uh, realize yeah. that. it's like no you don't see the shit or deal with the shit that we deal with every single day even people who, sh- yes always i'm told like it go back it's like you know it's like kenya barrett said it all started with slavery Mm-hmm. Like the fuck slavery, but um let's get the show rolling uh you we got shout what's the shout outs for this week you said you got we got two um it's two people that i want to highlight one i want to highlight um taraji p henson and her foundation the boris L- lawrence lawrence 
Henson Foundation, Mm -hmm. which is, if you do not know, she started for mental health to help black people in mental health. And on Monday, she allowed for them the opportunity to um, register to get free therapy. And I thought that was like really, really powerful because I. We always talk about mental health in a black community, but especially now, Mm -hmm. like you said, like we have traumatic experiences every day now that George Floyd's situation Mm -hmm. has taken place. And it is a lot to take in. It's a lot to re go back through history. Like I was even going, I'm telling you the other day, I went Mm -hmm. through my Instagram from 2012 on up to today. Somebody got killed. Yeah. Somebody has been murdered. Yeah unjustly and the person has not been convicted Mm -hmm. and going through my instagram and seeing r.i.p r.i.p this person r.i.p we need justice for in the last decade i mean that is so traumatic to know that that is something that has been happening for so long and now it's more you know more people have died last year than you know I feel like, so many things that have taken place. Yeah. And I want to, you know, when it comes to us being more accepting of therapy, I think it got better when it got to the point where we stopped explaining ourselves to white people. Yeah. Because, and I think that, I think we, um, I think we have, we were already at that point where we didn't want to. No, like uh, it's, it well at this point now people were saying they don't want to but at this point now, like it's more prevalent. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where I don't have to, I don't want to explain racism to you i don't want to explain what i go through anymore it's like if you're not here to help or anything like that then i have no reason to tell you anymore like the explain like that's a big part of our mental trauma because it's like that we have to explain to get you to understand no to empathize and sympathize with what we're going through. yeah even even deeper like than just what's going on socially like when it comes to relationships black let's be real like people will say love is love but black relationships the white relationships are, completely are totally different. different it's like you won't understand like yeah you the white people will understand that oh you know uh little sasha stalks you you know no but you don't understand that um uh, Shanique was stabbed me last week, and that's how she told me she loved me. And she don't, like those are things that we I don't have, understand that. Shit. But either way, it's, I, but it I, happens. I I get it because you know somebody that's yeah, through. It's, yeah. it's, you know, and they don't got to worry about shit like that. You know you what I'm right. saying? So it's like Shanique will need to find something else to do. She need to read a book. She need to stop watching Kiki White on. TV. And why is her name Shanique though? Because it can be uh women with the complicated names correct them every time <laughs> anyway our second shout out and this was this brought a smile to my face and a smile to my heart when i read this and i thought that it was very powerful um sabrina fulton who was trayvon martin's mom who was killed in 2012 um she is running for commissioner in miami in day mm-hmm. county okay and um for district one and i thought that this was very powerful because she has been advocating Ever since her son was killed and murdered, mm-hmm. um, and I I'm think glad that, people stopped saying not you, but I'm saying I'm glad people stopped saying he died. Yeah, he was you murdered. Know. He was murdered. He was murdered. Um, and the fact that she is going to be in office and, and know where it is that she's supposed to go and fight big deal. Um, big deal. is a big deal. So we just want to continue to keep both of them in our prayers. Taraji P. Henson, her organization and all her team and also Sabrina Fulton's team as they go forth and everybody that's in Miami, go ahead and vote for her and um, see what she's going to do to change um, Day County. So yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, most definitely. Shout out to two beautiful women, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Women Matter, all yep. that stuff. We all in one. Let's we the go. one. We, we the, the one. Ones, you know what I'm saying? So We the one. Um, getting to the good stuff. This yes. week we got a really special guest. We do. Um, so a friend to the room, a, a personal friend to us. Yes. Uh, a, beautiful a, person. Beautiful inside person, and out. Amazing woman. Uh, a, a self, a self-assessed uh resource queen. She's the plug. <laughs> she's the plug. Like to me, I feel like she's the plug. Like she, she just is. is so well connected, and she is one of those people that are is so willing to give information. Oh yeah, knowledge. And you don't want you don't run into a lot of people like that 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 genuinely want to see you win. Most definitely, well known community advocate Miss Jessica Reed is in the building. Hey Jessica, Jessica, hey. Jessica. There we go. There <laughs> we go. What's up, Jess? I'm good. I'm good to be here. Hey guys. Well. <laughs> Thank you for taking time to talk to us. We appreciate you. No, we know you moving. You booked and busy, honey. No, no, I got to read time. I'm all of When y'all call, I'm like, of course, I'll be there. <laughs> well, no, we appreciate it. So, um, 
Uh, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll just go with a, with a little intro, you know, like we, we, we know you are a, a community a- advocate. Um, you speak on many things, but like give everybody a little background, like where you from, what you do and, you know, just let everybody know who you are. All right. From Harlem, Harlem stand up. So Harlem. That's for sure. <laughs> I love Harlem. Speak for Harlem. But yeah, um, it's Harlem. Um, what do I do? So right now, mainly are like for work related. I am start, I have a business where I focus on the experience of African American women or black women in work and the issues they face and creating solutions to that and also just the conversation. Um, around that so I'm excited to be continuing that especially now like in these times like it's needed and I definitely want to be the voice um, for black women and then in general like my passion for my community never stops so mm-hmm. um, that's always you know there um, and like what I'm about oh that's what's up that's yeah I think yeah. that's really cool I had the opportunity to, to be a part of one of your um your research experiments that you were doing. And I think that it's yeah. great that you are allowing for black women to tell their stories in corporate America, white corporate America. Let's be clear mm-hmm. because, um, because, because <laughs> it is very, it can be very taxing on a black woman who is trying to make a name for herself in an industry that really doesn't understand her yeah. in a sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, so Jessica, yeah. go ahead. No, yeah, because I was just saying, yeah, and it's like very unique, like the challenges like we face. Um, so yeah, just hoping to be a solution for that in the best way I can. So what was the what was your purpose for even creating a platform like that for Black women? Did you experience something specifically, or have you experienced multiple situations where it was like I need to? to reach out to other women or did you hear a story from a woman? Yeah, it was in phases. I was also, I was always pretty fascinated by like office dynamics, workplace culture, community. So at the time I thought I was going to go like a more management consultant route, but like that, it just felt like kind of forced. Um, And then I was just like, well, you know, I think God speaks to you in phases, so he doesn't really give you the whole vision, but he gives you a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, culture, work. I was just exploring. I I knew deep down that I was supposed to do something like entrepreneurial, like, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what that was. So I'm just like, okay, God. Um, But it wasn't until, you know, I haven't worked that long, but it wasn't until a, a work experience that I had that really caused me to be depressed. Like, it was really traumatic, and mm. I was just trying to figure out what I did wrong because I was like, well, I'm smart. You know, I went to these great schools. I show up every day. Like, I'm a leader, and I just couldn't figure it out, and I was just like, what the hell is going on here? And then, um, you know, eventually that was, like, a wrongful termination for that particular job. Mm. So I didn't realize it until after, but by the time it was done, I was just over. But I didn't, I didn't leave without like a, a fight. Cause by that time, I was kind of picking up on like, okay, this has nothing to do with like my talents or whatever. This is something else. Mm. And um, then I started sharing my stories and I started hearing more. And then I'm just like, hold up. Like, you know, I think when I went to school, I went to a great old woman's college, but they don't really prepare you for like the black woman experience. You know, how are you going to assimilate to white corporate America, get the resume, how to interview well, like all that performance stuff, which I knew and I could do well. But I was like, no one's preparing you for a microaggression, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. no one's preparing you for like discrimination. No one's preparing you for like even feedback. Like one time I had a manager tell me I was insubordinate and I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, what are you talking about? Right. Because I wanted to like, I had a suggestion and like, not even knowing the laws behind that. Like, technically, I didn't have to sign it. I mean, I didn't, but <laughs> I was just being stubborn. But, like, legally, like, you're not obligated to that. And so I started to do some reflection, and I was just like, I wish someone had told me this, you know, before, like, even when I was in college. And so, like, the route I'm going, actually, is more so, like, you know, I created this course where I hope to, like, partner with colleges to, like, talk to young kids about this before they graduate. Like, not assuming, like, every place you go is going to be a challenge or a toxic environment but you should be aware right like if you're you know you should be aware of wrongful discrimination like Definitely. that's not okay you should be aware of like you know have your your guards up and like knowing that this is not just you because i was just all alone and i was like i must be going crazy 
Yeah. And you start talking and you're like, oh, wait, you too? You too? You too? And then um, with the interviews, that was just for me to gain more qualitative knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, I really want to hear more experiences. And it was just so interesting. I've interviewed like people in different positions, leadership, young, new. And like, you know, everyone kind of still has the same, it was the same pattern. And it was just showing up. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what like my, my, I guess position is it's really highlighting the stories, but creating concrete solutions like through this course and just normalizing the conversation that like, you know, this isn't abnormal. And then I started doing like secondary research data and I'm finding articles after articles, mm. you know, mm. the impact of the work environment on black women's health. And I'm like, what? I'm like, so not only is this like, qualitative stuff right like there's secondary like research now you know on this right um so it's well documented so i'm like okay now i know i'm not crazy (laughs) like it's out there and like even now like you know in the recent uh, i guess two years since i've started this Mm -hmm. i've seen like other people talking about it and normalizing it and starting their own conversations and like writing books about it so i'm like okay great like i'm glad like this is getting out there more I find you know which one I commend you for even starting that project. That's super dope. I do find I find it interesting because you know when we speak about like corporate America and 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 doing big business like that, uh, it there a lot of the argument definitely is like how the black man gets treated. Mm -hmm. A lot of the story is about how the black man can't you know have have his locks or he can't wear a certain thing or Mm -hmm. he can't be he can't speak this way. And but the black women a, a a lot. Uh, usually long forgotten when it comes to things of that nature yeah. because I, I i've i've seen corporate america force more black women to become entrepreneurs mm-hmm. than to actually mm. want to climb oh, yeah we're the highest trends yep. yeah and it's like it, i've seen corporate america force more black women to become entrepreneurs and, instead of climbing that ladder you know so to hear that somebody wants to tell a story of the other side like you know corporate america didn't break me they mm-hmm. did these things to me, but they didn't break me. Right. They didn't take me down. So I think it's amazing that you tell any stories. So, and I think the beauty about that is that, you know, not understanding that not everybody is meant to be, every black woman in America is not meant to be an entrepreneur. Isn't that's not everybody's dream. And if you're in, if that is a route that you want to take where you want to work, work in corporate America, let's have you strapped. Yeah, let's, for real. Be, let's keep, be prepared. Let's get you strapped. So when you go into these places, you know what you're standing up against, which I think it's a beautiful thing because it is a lot of people that don't want to be entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. And it's also opening up the doors to let people know that if you become an entrepreneur, these are the grounds in which you're, you're, this is the path that in which you're laying out for other young people that are coming underneath you mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to walk into a place as themselves and not have to conform to anything yeah so speaking right, yeah. speaking about voices being heard and things of that nature so you are a very huge advocate for the census mm-hmm. and and how it affects oh, yeah. the uh, black oh, community God. specifically speaking because you're from Harlem, so specifically speaking about Harlem, but the importance of census for black people in general can you just give a little information and explain to people why the census is so important especially in our community well you know the census is it seems so simple right it's a simple count like mm-hmm. It's 10 questions. It's really a count of the total population. Take under 10 minutes. Um, but it's so powerful. Like mm-hmm. that particular count basically determines how billions of dollars of federal funding is funneled into our communities. Mm-hmm. So if you don't count, you're invisible. And so what happens is if communities like Harlem have been historically undercounted. So that means we lose out on healthcare funding, education funding. Like there's no area the census doesn't cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always say, if you care about your community, you need to care about the census. And it's hard because it only comes around every 10 years, but that that particular count impacts you for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, if we don't get counted, we can risk, like, I wasn't born in the 1970s, but I hear, like, funding then was bad. Like, it can risk, you know, going back to those eras and we're fighting for, you know, community stuff, programs. It even affects, like, small business owners, entrepreneurs, like, all that stuff, like, census data is used to determine you know and so it doesn't really it's not an area it doesn't cover Mm -hmm. um so that's why i'm like trying my best to like get the word out make sure like harlem is counted like you know when we do this activism work it can become overwhelming Mm -hmm. let me just focus on like my sphere of influence which is harlem and like getting that number um counted because we were definitely undercounted in 2010 Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so I'm like, we need to get that up. I think that one of the neighborhoods that did the best was like Washington Heights because they really had a strategic uh, movement there. Right. Um, but my route is like, okay, how can I reach it so that it makes sense? Because I see these ads, you see the ads on TV and stuff, and you're like, okay, I get it. But I'm like, I need you to really get it. Like, mm-hmm. right. You, you know, when the garbage person doesn't come up or like you're trying to get a grant or you're trying to apply to financial aid and you can't get it, like that's all related to the census. So mm-hmm. it's really like tying it back to like your everyday life mm-hmm. and how it's impacted. Because sometimes we don't really make the connection. And so that's my challenge. So like, I need to make this real for people. It's not like some la la land. And, um, you know, it's also, it's protected by law. So I think some people are scared of it. Mm-hmm. if you're like undocumented like i don't want to fill that out they're taking my information it's like no like, do you do you, do you think that's what keeps do you think that's what keeps the black community away from the census is like fear of something i think i don't know i think it's part of it i mm-hmm. think it's just lack of knowledge like mm. you know, we're already i mean the government has messed us up in terms of we have a conspiracy theory sometimes they're accurate sometimes they're not right and i think in this particular case it's harmful like it's not it's not a conspiracy and that's and so i'm like if you don't get counted that means our money goes to someone else like we lose congressional representation like that's somebody you know like wealthier white districts who understand the power of the census they're going to get our money yeah so that makes me angry like boiling angry um so i think it's this lack of knowledge and i think um targeted marketing like we really got to go in the communities and be with them and you know the, i've been on a couple calls and like mm-hmm. trying our best with like, doing texting and all that kind of stuff but i'm like it's still a disconnect um no yeah that's so. yeah definitely i um, you know what i didn't even know the power of the senses until i had a conversation with you because you know my my parents would do it and mm-hmm. my in my community back home, like my, my mom and my parents and stuff knew, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, in the state, cause I'm not originally from New York and I don't consider New York my actual home. Like I just live here cause I'm a transplant. Never home, just visiting. Yeah. Uh, and that's bad. I do care about the community and I did do the census this year, but I was just like, uh, this, you know, this ain't really where I'm from. Like if they really cared about, this mm-hmm. place they would take care of it because you know i'm from the midwest so the midwest energy is different from this east coast energy where people are considerate of picking up the trash on somebody else's lawn not mm-hmm. saying that that's not represented here mm-hmm. but it's per- i've seen it throughout my life growing up as a kid mm-hmm. so um yeah i i didn't know the power of the senses until you told me about it like i knew about it but I didn't, I was just like, uh, you know, I'm not really from here. Yeah, you know, no, I just I, live here, you know, I respect that for right now. Yeah. Like it's true. And I mean, honestly, like I had started getting involved with like local community stuff, like 2010 when I was in college and I don't even think I understood then. So I think when I found out and it hit, it was just like, yeah, how, did I, how was I disinvolved, you know, and was so oblivious. And it was so oblivious to this. And I was just like, ooh. But I thought, like, once you know something, you know. And then you're like, okay, I gotta, like, right. share it as far and wide as possible. I think I think that that's the big important part right there too. Like you willingly giving this knowledge. Like the, I feel like that's what holds us back as as a people. Yeah. We're so afraid to just give this information. But like like you said, uh, we see it. We see how. Um, like we're not pandered to until until there's like an election, yeah. Or if there's something where you need a black vote, like that's when we're pandered to. Something that has to do with like money. It's a it's you know they they always said if you want to hide anything from a nigga, you keep keep it in the book. Yeah. Sadly, that lasted way too long. Yeah. Sadly, you know. So it's like now we have people like yourself who are willingly o- openly giving this information to let everybody know how important it is. But I do think we're in a time now where a lot of people are tired of how things were run and they're looking for the information. Now. Right. So now people are open to this information um which i'm i'm very uh, i know we live in a tumultuous time right now but i'm very proud of being the, the, the era that we're in right now yeah like there is something it's, something it's about to explode you know it's the, about to explode it's something brewing. it it's sure something is it's something it's something it's about to explode whatever the hell it is it's it's on its end it's on the peak the camel's back is about to be broken. Man, that shit been broken and been laying down. Yeah. The, the camel, the camel crippled. <laughs> he tied. You know, he tied. It's hard to stay silent and like make decisions in ignorance. So mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah. even with voting, like you got to educate yourself. Like who's on the ballot? What mm-hmm. issues they stand for? How we hold them accountable? Because too many, you know, elected officials, they get in easily. It's because they can't, right? Like, yeah. No and because people don't want to, 
Yeah, people don't want to go and do the research, which I think is learning based off of teaching my class. I learned that people want you to feed the information to them. Most people Even do. if you give them the site, they want you to give them the screenshot yes. and the bullet points. And I was like, maybe that's what we got to do as people that have knowledge is give them the screenshot and the bullet points to see if it's going to give them the key things because maybe that's going to draw them in and say, Hey, I want to learn more. Well, yeah. And then the outcome just yeah. definitely end up to after that. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you have to. And I feel like there is a responsibility to disseminate information in a way that I can understand. So that's why I don't mind. Like, I don't mind shifting through, like, tedious, laborious stuff, reading it. Right. And I'm like, that's fine. But, like, when I go to present it, I can't present it that same way. You got to break it down, make mm-hmm. it simple. Right. Because most of the people just don't have time, like, or don't want to. And it's just like, okay, but what is that? You ever go to a doctor's office and they speak in all these, like, big terms? You know, right. Like, right. What does that mean? <laughs> like, like, break it down. It's like, that layman oh, terms. Okay. Exactly. And it's like, you know, people... I'm a researcher at heart, so like that comes naturally to me. But if you're not, you're gonna get discouraged. You're gonna get frustrated. And you know, I'm not really a teacher. I'm not. I'm like bad at that. Mm-hmm. But I am about like conveying it. Like, okay, let me translate this. Like, who's Definitely. really gonna sit here and read 50 pages, you know, of this? No one. They get discouraged, and that's what happens, right? It's not that it's not there. It's there. It's just how do you navigate that information and translate it to a way that makes sense for you it's a yeah it's definitely all about presentation like i mean for one i'm i'm happy to see that more and more people like we're using our there's no right or wrong way to use it but like we're using our platforms to like even something like this having a conversation like this you know a lot of people will look for certain pockets like yeah we have our fun moments and things of that nature but it's like you know sometimes it's like that parent that says you know like well listen let me have this talk with you right let me let me tell you some things we are the culture everything that we sit in every time we walk every breath that we take we are a part of the culture so Mm -hmm. we definitely want to make sure that our listeners anybody that listen they get a part of us because Mm -hmm. we are a part of the culture and this is information that we consume and we want people to get get a part of it so jessica um you are one of those people that i feel like is needed in this i'm gonna call it the civil rights 2.0 because that's what we're living in (laughs) And um, only because it's activated right now. Right. That's why. Yeah. The the t- civil rights twenty twenty. I'm gonna call it the two point because it's, it it is. It's the second wind of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. In my personal opinion. Cr cr twenty. Yeah. Cr twenty. Mm-hmm. Um. You are one of those people, like you said, that give a lot of information, and you're you're knowledgeable on so many different topics, whether it be politics, whether it be bills, whether it be business. You had the opportunity to organize your own protests um, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And I I definitely want to know what your what was your um, motivation behind deciding to, to organize a protest and what the steps were, were. Because, you know, a lot of people are trying to figure out how they can get involved. Yeah, and get I know I know that you do multiple different things. And you do research, you you pass out information, and that those are versions of pro- protesting. But you decided to organize a um, peaceful protest. Walk us through what that process was like. What, what was the start? What was the thought? Okay, so I was just part of the process. The, the process wasn't exactly um like my vision, like mm-hmm. church was, mm-hmm. but because I do, I'm I'm like big on the community like they reached out to me to be part of the planning team um so i go to the gathering harlem so this was a vision of um pastor why am i pastor kenny hart Mm -hmm. he's an amazing uh, pastor so he had this vision to do something where you know his it's all he's all about justice and all about like advocating for our souls and our bodies so this was an element of that Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to partner with other churches to do that. Um, and so I was part of the team. Um, and so I think it's big. Like, I think I was learning too. So I definitely learned from everybody on the committee there right. in terms of like organizing the protest. Cause this was actually, I wouldn't, I mean, I've been a part of something like that, but it, like never from like the ground up this way. Um, so I guess some tips. If someone is looking out to do a protest based on what I've learned from working with my church and the phenomenal, team they put together mm-hmm. um one you definitely want to have a clear vision um like because if you don't have a clear vision then everything can be misaligned like your decision is made 
of your visions, right? Mm. So, you know, theirs was to do like a prayerful process for March, just very short, um, and to have community leaders there and they partner with other churches like Hillsong. Mm-hmm. Um, that was key. So whatever yours is, one, you know, one peaceful rally I went to was about the, you know, uh, a, 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 I think it was a crime bill. Mm-hmm. So it's like different angles, but definitely have a vision. Two, I would say definitely have collaborations and a team. Like, I think, you know, it was a lot of work to do in a short amount of time, but because we had a our in, like inside team and then we partnered with Hillsong and everything else, like they provided different resources, like they helped with goodie bags and hand sanitizers, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that was definitely key. And then having like clear roles, like especially day of, like the community team that I was part of planning, like they did an excellent job in you know, recruiting volunteers for the day of um, getting captains because everything makes sense. You know, everything has to flow. Mm. I think we had a, a, so many people were there, but from the time, like the first part of it was just gathering and um, they set it up really well where they had stations, right? So you come, you get your water, hand sanitizer, whatever you need to be cool. successful during this March. Um, and then we had like a brief rally where we heard from our pastor um, and different local elected that was good we had a clear route that was another thing like have a clear route mm-hmm. um a friend of mine who's really good at this she was helpful and communicating with the police okay um so she went to the local precinct and communicated with them like hey i don't know if we have to do that but i think it's beneficial it seemed like but like communicating with your local precinct and saying hey we're gonna have this peaceful march whatever whatever we ended up having them escort us okay um, which That's is okay good. um so, yeah, I mean, I can go on and on about what I learned about that. Um, but, yeah, I think the more, the better. Like, definitely have a team. Mm-hmm. And it and it went really well. Like, the collective energy was amazing. And everyone played a role. Like, you want to have captains, right, directing the traffic, um, making sure everyone's okay. You want Even with the volunteers, they had, like, different roles. Like, some people were cheerleaders. Some people were just crowd care. Right. Checking on people, making sure that they were okay. And... And it went really well. Like we had, it was really short though. You know, it was like, I think we marched from 125th to like 145th, 143rd. Um, and at the end, we had a, another rally. But I will always say was, I was pretty much advocating for it too during this time. I was like, definitely have a clear call to action. Like, do not get that many people in one arena and don't mm-hmm. get them to either vote or complete the census mm-hmm. or learn about something like yes. don't let them leave like make them do it right then and there like you know one of the things I suggested was like a QR code because those are pretty fancy if you don't want to like have paper yeah. have people scan it that link straight to the register to vote or absentee ballot like do it right now like we're all here no real talk <laughs> right do effective like, be effective exactly that's my biggest thing like if we're you know you get all these massive amount of people to protest and they're all that's important but let them commit to a tangible action that they complete right away. And for me, the biggest thing was like census and um, voting. I think, I think that's, um, I, I, that's I couldn't say, right. I couldn't say that, that any better right? myself. I mean, that's just, that's like execution in its best, in its finest. That's what it's supposed to be. It's, yeah. It's like, so, you know, right now we have like all of the peaceful pro- protests happening, which, and I'm so glad, I'm so glad that the real stories got out in the media that the looting ended so quick. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's sad that it happened, but it didn't last for like weeks on end it's so funny i told somebody last night um when i was a couple of nights ago when i was talking on the phone with them i said you know everything needs a balance Mm -hmm. right when we do anything good evil has to come out Mm -hmm. it has to show its face it has to challenge what we're doing because then that means that everybody in the group mm-hmm. is just you know it it just doesn't it it doesn't press forward yeah no, if I agree. we don't have any challenges I, I agree completely like i think right now a lot of uh, a lot of people have the, the the people who are watching the protest like the people who are not out there or whatever yeah. but still doing their due diligence i think the concern is the after like the after because like i'm gonna be real with you we spoke about this this morning you know it's like for me i'm i'm not with the whole cop's 
kneeling. I'm not, I'm not with that taking a knee shit. I'm not with none of that photo op stuff. Yeah, like I, I'm not no. with none of that stuff. Yeah. I need to know what, what you trying to change. Like you are, you make, what are your intentions? Right. I need some bills to be passed. I need yeah. something to happen. I don't need no, we're here with you. I don't need none of that shit. Cause you're going to turn around and pepper spray any, everybody anyway. Right. Um, but like one thing we were speaking about that comes after this, which we all know, yes, we need the bills for like, the police department defunding and the and, and the police department uh the, their practices and things to change but we also got to look at um uh even if we don't talk about group economics just kind of like having the black dollar circulating mm-hmm. like doing black business i see a lot of people saying what are we going to do after this and it's like we say support black business, support black business support black business and it's like so the question is how because uh, we it's like we can't really get away from the white infrastructure because mm-hmm. we don't own a lot of these, these right. plants and things of that nature you know so until we do we still have to we have to play the game get that we got to play the business but right now right now what we can do is support each other as much as we possibly can because people look at black business as only being t-shirts and stuff like that it's like no we have soap mm-hmm. we have uh everyday house items so i've seen much. toilet paper there's so many things so if if you could give any advice to people about um continuing black business after this like what would you tell them to do mm, that's a good question um well for me i mean i can just share like personally mm-hmm. yeah definitely but- I've decided to do one. You just, you know, want to be intentional about your dollar. It happens in phases, right? Cause mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know what you're spending on every day. You're like, Oh shoot. Like right. <laughs> I didn't mean to buy from there. Right. Um, and so it's like, now you got to be intentional. So like looking up each company, what do they mm. stand for? What are their values? Looking at their community leadership team. What have they given to what, politicians have they funded like mm, right. you gotta go like deeper when you do the research it takes some time but like it's worth it um and there's like tons of tools now that like my is an app like official black wall street app that i use to sort of find it because sometimes it's like you don't know it exists yeah like, you don't mean to support it's just like well i don't know it exists so you might have to be a little bit intentional like okay i'm gonna go buy a book wait let me google black owned bookstore yeah yeah um, right you know in my area i'm sorry phasing out like i was taking inventory yesterday like literally in my house like okay what did i buy um you know was it from a black person you know did i support the entire dimension because i also, also don't think like you know everything is like you should support black but you should also respect that business and like that business etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely mm-hmm. still have, like your standards so don't forget that like definitely still have your standards mm-hmm. um but like i think it's first it's researching so even starting with like your local neighborhood so for example in harlem i already have a database all right i know all the black owned restaurants like i'll start you know there supporting them i know what the bookstores are mm-hmm. you know, if i want to buy uh because i've done a lot of entrepreneurship circles i kind of know a lot of independent people because the thing about it is people exist but they're not marketed well so mm-hmm. like, they don't have the you know black women are some of the most underfunded in this industry so it's like they could be having an amazing product but they don't have the funds to right. like, market it so it's out there so it's on us to be like okay i want to find even if like down to my shampoo yesterday i was just like wait what shampoo am i using is this, <laughs> you know black owned because i know carol's daughter's not anymore and yeah. i'm like wait hold up <laughs> right um, start with that it's gonna happen in phases i think it's hard to like just like jump oh yeah literally start phasing out and really being intentional look at it like when i i budget a lot so when i go look at my spreadsheet look at where that money went like Mm -hmm. do you know this corporation do you know right do they support you know xyz because there's a lot of phenomenal business out there that are doing the groundwork Mm -hmm. and that dollar could be well spent i was just talking to a friend and she was talking about like bankrupting racism Mm -hmm. because our dollar is powerful yes it is it needs to recirculate and like you know what even with black wall street they burned it down you know mm-hmm. because of that but like we have the power to circulate within our own communities and then supporting like even if it's not um monetary mm-hmm. like it doesn't it doesn't hurt to share at all mm-hmm. we're grinding and doing our best like one encouraging instagram post mm-hmm. or like one review like find somebody make it a part of your like weekly routine like let me figure out an intentional way to support yeah. an yeah. entrepreneur or small business owner. Like I'll share their stuff. I'll write a review, you know, I'll forward a resource, like be intentional about that support because it does mean a lot. Like even if you, you know, may not want to support financially, mm-hmm. like those little things add up. Cause we're all out here grinding and struggling and trying to get our dreams out there. So Let's not use the word the struggle friend. We're not. We're transitioning. We're in between blessings. We're transitioning. Because <laughs> struggle is the. We don't look. Black people don't never look like struggle, honey. Ever. We look we like we transitioning. Right. I find. I. Right. I do right. like. 
for it. Yeah, no, I, I do. I do something like something as simple as is reposting. I say that all yeah. the time. Like when somebody, it's you know what me me being a me being a, a creative, like me being an artist and, and a designer. Like you unintentionally, well, not on me. I see other people feel it, but unintentionally, a lot of people think that because y'all both do the same thing, you're in competition. You mm-hmm. know, and it, it necessarily is not like that. Like you know, we both cover ground that one another doesn't cover you know right. what I'm saying? we both do different things so when i when somebody will hit me up about something if it's something i necessarily don't do a lot of people will be like you know i'm gonna take it just for the money well right. i'm like yo nah i got five four or five people that, like the other day somebody hit me up was like oh you know i need help with a t-shirt line she hit me up because she knew me personally she's like, i need help with a t-shirt line and i was like um I don't do graphic design. I said, but I got some pages I can send you. I know people who do it. And she, and, and it broke my heart when she did this though. Of course, it's a black, it's sad it was a black woman, but it's like, it broke my heart when she did this. She said, okay, cool. Let me know because I'm not trying to pay more than $50. Cause other than that, I could do it by myself. And I was like, one, that language is incorrect. That's mm-hmm. one is very disrespectful. You could easily just say my budget is fifty dollars. Right. Don't disrespect somebody by saying I could do it myself because you cannot. You cannot do that. And that's the yeah. reason why you sought out for the service. Exactly. And I find I find like when it comes to a lot of black business, we definitely have to stop that competition mindset. We have to stop thinking like, okay, because we're both in the same circle, like I can't really fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Or I can't do this because you do this, and it's like we have to. No. Collaboration community is powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that referral going. Like, you know, I like, you may get a lead. I can't do it. I'm going to refer you. Like, right. Why? It just circulates. We do ourselves a disservice by, like, not doing that because all the communities I feel got that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, having that hard. They be group economics real listen, hard. Listen, if we, all, if we were all able to just give a dollar, one dollar to something literally if every black person gave a dollar if we control over a trillion dollars of the money that's spent in america Mm -hmm. if we just give everybody in the neighborhood gives a dollar to a business just one dollar like that'll be completely different i i just want to go back to what you said about advertisement advertisement is the biggest reason why the black i mean the the white economy is so prevalent in Mm -hmm. america Mm -hmm. it's because they have funding for advertisement Mm-hmm. They invest into advertising, and, the and they have the they plan- got in them companies, too. and they in the connections that they have in the companies. And I mm-hmm. think that's one thing that people in our community they're so fixated about this advertisement. Well, you know, Chanel does the advertisement about their bag line, and it's it's so great. And they have this digital print, and they have a layout, and they have models, and they have mm-hmm. makeup artists. But they're not going to take the person that's just posting a photo about their bag that they just handcraft mm-hmm. on their Instagram. And it's just like a small little video. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not less than yeah. what these be just because they put more money doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marketing is key. Visibility. That's one of the hardest truths I had to learn because, I mean, I've taken over the years just learning about entrepreneurship, still learning. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always forever learning. But that was one of the things I was like, you know, it's not just about working hard. Like, there's a visibility factor that's really important. And I was like, oh, okay. It, it really clicked. Cause I could be, like, behind the scenes, like, I got to get this done. But it's just like, oh, you know, you need to market well. And, like, so that's what I've, like, been challenging myself and learning more. But I'm just realizing, because I'm always about trying to find, I wouldn't say hidden talent. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking because I just feel like, you know, what separates one person from the next is just, like, opportunity and the visibility. So I'm mm-hmm. always looking. Like, I would love to have, like, even a, a bigger platform. Like, I would do, like, these little pop-ups in the community. And that was just my way of, like, hey, I have a space. Come, you know, sell your product. You, know, you don't have to particularly pay a fee or, you know, anything. Just come, sell it, and that's access. Because sometimes there's barriers to that. Like, you have to pay a vendor fee. We yeah. we, we did a vending thing with you um not too long ago. Like, a yeah, two, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to do another one, but then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Really, like, that's the mindset, like creating the space and the community for people to, to know about what the people are doing. Definitely. Because um, there's so many barriers to that. And so I'm like, well, let me see, like, you know, I'm good at relationship building and making connections. So I'm like, hey, if I know somebody that owns a space and they're willing to open it up to serve like local community entrepreneurs, you know, why not? Um, but simple. yeah, marketing is key. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I would, and it's funny because you, you know, we, we had this conversation uh, again, it continued. Um, what you just said, we were talking about using your talents mm-hmm. to get whatever done that, that you can. It's like you, like you say, you're a great connector. You know, some people, like it's, it's a lot of people are putting out the rhetoric, like, because if you're not protesting, like we made a video about it and everything, they're like, if you're not protesting, if you're not out there on the streets, you're not doing anything. And I think 
that right now is harming so many black people. It's like, cause there's a lot of people that want to speak up, but because you're saying that we're not in the streets, that we're not doing they, enough. They don't have a voice at all. And to, to hear, to hear somebody like yourself who says, you know, I'm using my, my talent to connect people. I'm using my talent to like, I mean, let's, let's, let's be real. You're not, you know, you, you get your point across, but you're not a, an extremely intimidating, aggressive person. Mm-hmm. Like you're easy to speak to. So you can get in, you can get on more doors than the person who's just angrily going, fuck this. I want change. And but like, yes, we want change. But what happens when you can't actually articulate that change? You know what I'm saying? Like instead of, trying to run through the wall like why don't you just open this door really quick you know like let's so i i I commend you for using every ability you have and everything that you you have to like use your platform correctly and let everybody know uh, what what you know but um we actually so we're we're actually gonna wrap it up so um we we appreciate you for taking the time out talking to us jessica thank you so much as they say we we overly use this term but you drop so many gems literally (laughs) like literally you gave so much um knowledgeable information that people and so many avenues for people to set themselves up to to be successful so thank you so much for sharing yeah so thank you i had so much fun talking with you guys before before you do leave uh, we just want two things from you one if you can give anybody advice on how to how they can use their voice to play their part what would you tell them to do and let everybody know where they can reach you at um one i think the, the best strategy i've used in terms of like using my own voice is sort of minimizing distractions because i think in this day and age like social media everything you sort of you forget your own voice. Like mm-hmm. Everyone has it. Everyone has a unique blueprint, a unique purpose. But if you're so busy comparing or looking at everyone else, it gets drowned out. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, get silent, you know, minimize how much you scroll or consume. You know, mm-hmm. there's phases, but I, I have to do that personally for myself. I'm like, let me get quiet. Let me get still. Let me not, like, look everywhere else so far. Let me just, you know, I say, like, look up to God and then look forward, which is to, like, what I'm supposed to do. Because right now, the only voice I need to be hearing is the Holy Spirit. All right. Right. So, That's the only one. Uh, that's what I would say. Like you have, if no one else has what you can create. So you got to tap into that. And that comes from getting still because you can easily get discouraged or sidetracked, especially nowadays where everybody is just like, what, producing. It's like, bam, bam, bam. You're like, oh, wait, I want to do that. I'm doing that. And it's like, wait, you can still do it. You know, there's different expressions of the same thing. And two, I mean, I think the best way to reach me right now is on Instagram at msjreid, R-E-I-D. That's the quickest way. I have some other sites, but that's the easiest way. Cool. Cool. Perfect. So, Jess, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. We appreciate you. We are big on keeping people in our community on this platform. Yes. That's very important. So, we uh we will speak to you soon. And um, you just enjoy the rest of your day. And you stay black, all right? You too, guys. All right. Okay, Take bye. <laughs> stay black listen i'm i'm I'm, i got my fist up every time i see one of my people you know what what? and i you know one thing that she said that i thought was very very powerful um Mm -hmm. during the conversation was that you know get a map and figure out filter out how you're gonna how you're going to be able to support the black dollar definitely and how you're gonna be do your research and figure out what companies you can value and you like their product in it and they treat you like a good consumer Yes, um, that you can support. And I thought that was just a great way to, I, and we can, we can say black businesses, but also um, minority businesses in general, I'm going to say in general, that I agree. you can um, support in businesses that you have supported that are non-black mm-hmm. that still value and they represent what we um, they have the morals and their morals and values align yeah. with what we do. You know, you support them and you make sure you um, have a layout and you don't go to any places that don't value your dollar. They don't value you as an individual, the person, your culture. You preaching because I'm, yo, I'm big. Like during all this COVID-19 shit, when all that was happening, I paid attention to everything. Everybody who was price gouging, people who was talking to people like they were better and that than includes, them. And that includes the businesses, the small businesses in our communities. Right. Like um, it's a couple of black businesses in this community they will never see our dollar no more there's a 99 store right on the corner that won't even see me walk by that's how mm. fast i'm moving yeah they won't even see me walk by so everybody who because shit that was a dollar went up to five dollars and now it's going back to a dollar yeah it's like you don't get my money no because you you're not even supporting the community and i mm-hmm. think 
for me, because I am such a huge person in seeing my community flourish, mm-hmm. no shade to myself because... No I did. You shading yourself? No, no, because early y'all was like, I don't, I don't live here. I just live oh, you, here. You definitely did say that. <laughs> I you did. did. You definitely I did. did say that. But no, but in a community that I am, you know, located in, mm-hmm. I do want people to flourish, and yeah, I do, yeah. you know, just because I didn't sign up for the census, that don't mean that I don't care about the people that I've made but connections. You, but you are on the census. You just didn't fill out yourself. I did. I did. You I did. Filled, I filled it oh, out. You so you didn't. No, oh, okay. I did. I cool. did. The um. When I lived someplace else 10 years ago, I didn't. God, oh, God. Well, see, now it's all about accepting and living in the knowledge that we got now. Because <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm, you know, I'm not from here. I just, see, I'm just see, lounging. You see, my sister, that's the issue. The system wants you to put You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but no, I, I think that, um, like she said, just come up with a ground plan. Even if you start with one product. Hey, I'm only going to buy my deodorant from this black-owned company yep. or this business that supports me. And I know the origin and the people and their foundation. Now, let's also, exactly, I agree 110%. Let's also pay attention to what she said about just sharing too. Yeah. Because, I mean, listen, you don't have to support it simply because it's black. That's the product true. also has to be good. It got to so be valuable. It, so you may not like it, but it could be for somebody right. else. So it don't be afraid to share it. On you. Hey, my brother, that's all I'm saying. That's it all I'm saying. Good you know on you. Um, yeah, so I mean, we we got about ten minutes. So are you you, you good? You, you hungry? You I eat? I am hungry. All right, but this was a really good conversation. Oh, we yeah. want to just um thank Jessica Reed again. You can find her on Instagram at Jessica Reed Miss uh, Miss J Reed Miss J Reed. Yes, Miss J. Um, Reed. go ahead and follow her. She has very insightful information, and that's that Miss she- M S M S M S. Just the letter J, and then the read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you definitely want to go check her out because she has valuable information that she can give everybody. And if you're not knowledgeable on the voting system, She'll she can definitely you. help you. You can DM her and she would definitely forward you over some emails. She'll help you. Um, so it was this is a great conversation. Yeah, this is cool. We pre- we appreciate you and um I don't know, maybe we'll have another surprise for next week for everybody. Yeah. We're gonna come we through. We're gonna come through with some people. You know, but, we um, definitely want um you guys to keep the momentum of continuing to fight for justice in do. the best way that you know how. You know how. You personally, I, I, me, yourself. Us. Um, do what you can. Do what you can. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? And don't ever don't ever you don't have to explain to everybody what Black Lives Matter because we know. We just gotta move like we know it. Yeah. That's it. So All right. Um, Get the words in. Listen, I'm just saying what I'm saying, and I'm saying it. Uh, I'm your girl's favorite artist, Joseph's boy. <laughs> and I'm Alexis A. McCoy. This has been episode 205 of Call Me When It's Over. And 205. Guys, please, please go subscribe, like, review, comment. We're available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play. And don't forget to catch us on our homepage at wordsworksnetwork.com. Yes. And follow us on instagram go, go ahead that. and get our followers up we need y'all come on through because we uh you know we got we got more comment than, uh, content than we have followers so i mean <laughs> we've been around for a while come on y'all <laughs> um well we just came back so come yeah, back we, we, we want to come back again with the bang so go ahead and follow us on instagram so you can check out our death sits at underscore call me when it's over and just in case you are not on instagram and you taking like a time away from it we are on facebook or if you only have facebook because i know people who only have facebook yeah if you only have facebook we are on facebook at call me when it's over yes so and as always speak up speak out and leave your ego at the door out bye